Hello guys, you're welcome to this new episode of Jacka Line. My name is Tengu Solange, aka Momsi, and I'm your number one child psychologist in Africa. To those joining us for the first time, Jacka Line is that show where we aim at inspiring kids and educating parents. And to our returning listeners, you're equally welcome to this new episode. And as usual, this episode, we're going to be talking about something very pertinent and relevant. Just to give you a tip of the iceberg, what do you know about the word programming? Programming. Not programming as in computer, but well, almost the same thing, but we're talking about human programming this time around. I remember there's an episode that we talked about programmed parents and conscious parents. Like programming is kind of like an opposite to consciousness well kind of well that's just a tip of the iceberg and you're going to learn a lot about programming your kids or what society has in store for your kids ah do not move an inch we'll be right back after this short musical break We're back. Yes, we are back. Welcome back from that short musical break. Before we went on that break, we introduced the topic and it's about programming. Programming as it applies to humans. Programming as it applies to the society. The same kind of programming that applies to computers. Almost the same thing. And, well, if you're joining us, if you're just joining us, this is Njaka Line, and behind the microphone is yours truly, Tengo Solange, aka Momsi, your number one child psychologist in Africa. Now, before I dip, before I dive into the, the main topic, there was an episode, I remember we dropped an episode here where we're talking about program parents versus conscious parents. So, program is like an opposite of consciousness. Well, kind of. So, let me leave you with this question. How many how many minutes do you spend with your kids from the time they leave from the time they come back from school to the time that they leave the next the following morning back to school? How many minutes do you spend with your kids in between those, in between that period? Well, I'll leave you with that question. And a conscious parent, what a conscious parent would do is, a conscious parent would answer that question, given an average number of minutes. Like, on an average, how many minutes do you spend with your kids? If I can refresh that question. A conscious parent knows on an average how many minutes they spend with their kids. An unconscious or a programmed parents will be like, well, when my kids come back from school, we spend the whole time together till they go back to school the following morning. Ah, such ignorance. But it's okay. 
It's okay. That's why we have in Jacqueline because we aim at educating parents, you know. So why I ask that question is because a program parent knows that, all right, I've paid lump sum of money to the school, register my kid. My kid has to go to school and the teachers in school, they have to do their job to teach my kids, right? And my kids have to come back home and rest. I come back from work and I rest too. And the next morning we repeat, they go to school, I go to work. So a, a program parent is like, I've paid the teachers, teachers have to do their job. Why should I be spending time with my kids, teaching them again? I'm tired. I come back from work. I'm tired. I have to rest. I mean, we spend time as a family. We pray together. But, <laughs> I mean, that's that's kind of like a program parent trying to, to, to defend himself or herself. Well, there is this uh, quote that says, if, if you don't program your kids, society is going to program them for you. Here's the word programming coming in now, like in a kind of a positive sense. Let me put it in quotes. Because when it comes to children, programming children is a necessity. Whether we like it or not, they're going to be programmed anyways by somebody else or by the society in general. So as parents, our top responsibility as parents is to program our kids. Think of a, a, a topic or a societal issue and Make it an objective to have that time with your kids and program them the way you want them to be. Now, programming kids is very necessary because kids are kids. They, they need someone to look up to, right? They need someone to look up to. They know nothing. At their fragile childhood, they pick up anything from anywhere, anyhow. You want to be the first person in the forefront to pour out things to them so they can pick it up during that period, during their, their childhood. Well, they can grow up into adulthood and grow out of that programming, but so far as they are still children, you as a parent, you hold that responsibility to do the programming. Some parents don't really have... Um, what it takes, you know, there's a natural gift that the most high or the higher being gives to parents when, when he entrusts kids into their hands, which gives them the ability to be able to do the programming or to do their job as parents. Not all parents really have that, you know, not all parents have that special gift and there are some people who have it who can act now as parents to help to help parents who struggle with that particular issue now 
they give the parents expert advice on issues like that. Okay. That takes me now to where we have, we have teachers in school. Hmm? We have mentors. We have counselors. We have psychologists. Well, and so on. Now, all of those people, they fall in the category of parents, in quotes. Okay, here is the risk involved. When a parent gives the full, the full uh, go-ahead to a teacher in school to teach, in quotes, their children because they have paid them to do so. Okay, I've paid you people to teach my kids. My kid has to leave the house and go to school. You teach them. Yes, it's your job to teach them. Teach them and send them back to me. Let them go my rest and go back to school the next day. Now, what parents forget, what a program parent who thinks in that light forgets is those teachers in school, they're employees. Now, they're employees. That means... They are paid to do their job, right? They go to school to do their job. They want to get paid. That's why they do their job. So it doesn't really matter to them what... It doesn't really matter to them what gets into your, your kid's head which is out of that. I'm talking about things that are out of the, the normal curriculum that they have given them to teach those kids. Now, when we talk about programming about societal issues, these are mostly things that are not in the school curriculum. And these are things that the teachers in school don't give, don't care about. Don't get me wrong. Teachers in school, they're doing well. They're doing a great job. This is beyond that. Trust me. Now, I'm going to try to compare a teacher in school who is going to school to teach and get paid at the end of the month and a teacher like myself. Because I mentioned that there are counselors, psychologists, and then the teachers in school. You know, I am a teacher. Yes. No matter how I beat around the bush, say, oh, I'm a mentor, I'm a child psychologist, I'm a coach. I'm a teacher. But now the difference is, I am not an employee. I'm not teaching. I'm not. I'm, I'm not an employee. It's. It's a gift. You know, I'm a teacher with a vision. Different from the teacher in school. Who is the teacher on a, on a mission? You know, trying to accomplish. You know, just trying to teach and get paid. I'm a teacher with a vision, meaning that there are certain things that. If your kid, if you entrust your kid in me and say, okay, this child, train this child. There are things that I'll be able to impact in that child, that the teacher in school, that you've paid maybe a higher sum of money will not be able to do. So if, you, if, you, if you're a parent who is struggling with, with um, programming your kids, about societal issues then you should probably seek expert advice from 
not the teacher in school unless that teacher in school also has an extra thing going on out of school and unless you've studied the source of that particular person of that particular teacher now even if you're to entrust your, your kids in into the hands of someone else out of school because with, with with the teachers in school you don't really have control over i mean they have to go to school so you have to entrust them most of you don't even know you 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 the teachers that teach your kids in school, you don't even know their names, you don't know their houses, you don't know whether they are Christians or not, you don't know you don't know their beliefs, their societal beliefs, their orientations, you know, their, their sexual orientation, whatever, whatever you don't know. And you don't really care. What most of you care about is okay, the school, this school, the name of the school, okay, this is a renowned school, they have a reputation of hundred percent in first school. 100% in ordinary level and so on, blah, blah, blah. But you don't really have a relationship. You don't, you don't know these people teaching your kids. You don't know their source. I, I want to emphasize on the word source here. Now, I watch a lot of YouTube videos and I was watching a video of... Uh, in, my mentor dropped a video and uh, that particular video was talking about us being careful of what kind of videos we watch or what kind of people we listen to you know like people have sources people have sources they tap from you know so when i talk about source i'm talking about you have to know this person you have to do your research you really have to do your research if you have to entrust your kid into someone out of school Let's leave school out of this now because you don't really have control over that. They have to go to school and they're teaching them the curriculum of, yes, just just have that and, you know, have peace. And know that you need another person out of school who will help you in your parenting journey and who will help you in programming your kids. So, we'll not talk more about the source thing because it might really get a lot of you confused. But just know that people have sources and it might want to interest you to, to, to do your research first before you interest your kid. Is there anybody? There's a lot going on. So, um, I wanted to say something again concerning school and um, it's meant to escape my mind. Oh, you better not. It better not okay all right all right so we're talking about societal issues and something came to my mind and you know there's a lot changing in the society right now and why I want to try to explain to you why it's important to program your kids yourself firsthand or to get somebody whom you understand their source or somebody whom you've, you've studied to do that for you there's a lot changing in society now for example i'll give a basic example and i also give another you know cheap example and how to to, to 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 program based on that example now the basic example that really shows that society is changing and that might really get some kids confused and you really need your help is now Back in the days, we need to have, we used to have, when we have like, let's say, choose, are you a male or a female? We'll have two boxes. 
no, the action to, to, to select your sex, for example, you have two boxes and they say, if you're a male, you tick, you're female, you tick. Now they they used, they used to just be two boxes. Now we have like five, I don't know, maybe it's six now. I don't, I don't really know. I might have to find out, but it's just more than two. You have male, you have female, you have, I'd rather not see, you have so many other things. So imagine, imagine in school now, maybe your, your kid sees, your kid sees a, a, a form and there is male, there's female, there's another thing there. There's, I'd rather not say there's some other thing there in the back and the kid gets confused or maybe just wants to know, he's trying to find out like a curious kid trying to ask from, ask from the teacher, like, what does this mean? This other one, what's he talking about? A teacher in school who gets to, who goes to school just to get teach and get paid and go home. We just say if if the, the kid who asks a question is a boy, for example, the teacher will just tell the boy, Yes, tick tick male, you're a male. You get it? And if the girl, the teacher will say, Tick female, you're a female. You get it, right? And case closed. Case closed. Now that is an issue that has been skipped there and the kid leaves it there like that and moves on. You might be on a safe place if the kid comes back home and asks you and you have to be the one to explain. Imagine now in school there's a teacher who, 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 whose sexual orientation is some, somewhat different from the male or female. That teacher gets to explain to that child and it's very human for someone who is in a situation to try to explain their own situation to a child to to make sure that their own situation looks normal to the child i don't know ha 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 i don't know try to digest this but <laughs> this is deep guys this is deep i tried to write an article about this but i saw that if i wrote an article most of you wouldn't really get it and a podcast is the best way to put it in because when I when when you listen, you can easily understand better than if it was written down. So, this podcast is not really supposed to be too long, but understand that programming is necessary, and it's necessary when it's done by you as a parent. Program your kids the way you want them to be, or else society will still do it for you anyways. So don't say that, no, let me leave my kids. They'll grow up and understand. No, you program them now. There are levels of programming. Like as they are ch- there, are, there are various stages of programming. You program a kid, for example, when, when, when they are during their childhood, when they're like three years, okay, they know they're a boy or a girl. You're the one programming them. You're a boy. You're a girl. You're programming them, right? They grow up. They might grow into adulthood and maybe grow out of that programming. And maybe along the way, you can still put in another programming and they keep growing out of it only like that until they, they, they finally become independent. And that's on them now. <laughs> you know, you're still a parent, but they are, they're grown now. So, but as far as they're still kids, you program them and tell them, that, okay, this is the way it is. This is how it's supposed to be. Forget whatever anybody out there is telling you. It's your job to do that. You have to do that. And this boils down to how many minutes you spend with your kids when they come back from school. 
and between when they come back from school and when they leave the following day to school. Make sure you count the minutes, like on an average. Say, okay, I'm gonna spend 30 minutes, one hour. It's, it's not how it's not how long the, 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 the number of minutes is. It's just for you to know that you have it in mind that okay, if they ask you, if they ask you on, on an average how many minutes you spend, you can you can be able to say it. You know, that makes it that you're conscious that you, you have to, you know, talk with them. Like, what you learn in school, tell them certain things, you know. Very important. Okay, so that other basic example I was talking about that I'm going to explain and explain how a programming is done in that case. Okay, we'll give an example like, okay, there are two kids love ice cream. Everyone loves ice cream. Except those who are trying to wash weight. I might just say, I don't love ice cream because I'm trying to wash my weight. But trust me, everyone loves ice cream. So we have ice cream. We have chocolate flavor. We have vanilla flavor. <clears throat> those two flavors. So if you want to program your kids to hate chocolate, mm, what you do is, you, you, you first of all, you, you, you tell them about it like, Chocolate is chocolate makes makes you sick. Like you tell them a story, you know, you tell them a story. Okay, I ate chocolate one time and I was so sick, I almost died. And you know, ever since when I look at chocolate, I'm like, no, this shouldn't exist. You tell them that story, it gets into their conscious mind, okay. And then now you put them where everyone else hates chocolate. Huh? Everyone else has hates chocolate. So they are in the midst of people who hate chocolate. So they start hating chocolate. And for them to continue hating chocolate, they have to be amongst people who hate chocolate. Now, this is chocolate that they used to love so much. And just because you told them, you programmed them into hating it, they start hating it. So, it's, it's, that's why you see it's very normal for a, a, a mom who doesn't eat onion, for their children to not eat onion. Because <laughs> their children learn from them, right? And they're constantly with the mom, maybe in the kitchen or eating the mom's food. The mom doesn't put onion in the food. Maybe the child wants to find a child accent and be like, onion doesn't really, it's not good. And then the child starts eating onion. Oh, another example is vegetarians. Okay. You don't eat meat. You don't eat any um, animal product. Okay. And you want to program your kids to not, it's very easy. It's very easy, right? You start telling them, you have to tell them a story. You have to explain to them, like animals have feelings. Imagine you're walking as a human being on the road and somebody just shoots you or takes you and puts a knife in your neck, kills you and puts you in the pot. How will you feel? And you start telling them like that. You start programming them and start hitting animal products 
Same with any other thing that has to do with a society. Sexual orientation, whatsoever, it's the same thing. So once you see it like that, you might want to not neglect those little one, two, three, four, five minutes you spend with your children at home, away from school. Mm-hmm. As you know, we have this program that we call Conscious Parenting. And most of you parents, you have your vest with social media, your vest with Facebook. I want to encourage you again, when you log on to Facebook, go on the search bar and type Conscious Parenting, and a group is going to pop up. Tap on the link and request to join, and an admin is going to add you into the group. In that group, we we share some insights and we, we drop videos from time to time that you can, you can learn you can learn on some things from it. And also, you can also like our page Sebek program, check Facebook, Kids First, and yeah, that's where we are. I hope with this video, I've been able to spark up spark of something in you to want to find out more to want to be conscious about the time you spend with your children to want to be able to be there for them to want to be able to get them the best mentors the best coaches the best counselors for them i hope so with that we're gonna call it the end of this episode once more behind the microphone, it's been your favorite Tango Solange, aka Momsi, your number one child psychologist in Africa. Bye bye, and see you soon the next episode. Let us know what you love us to talk about the next episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah.